Welcome everyone to another episode of LPF Debrief where we talk about comic books, TV shows, and movies. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about, well, I'll be talking about The Flash, Warner Brothers' newest movie from the DCEU featuring um, Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, um, Sasha Cali is also in it. This was directed by Andy. I uh, can't say his last name, um, but he will also, in news, will be directing uh, Batman Braving the Bulls. So that's a little extra news for you guys. Um, and yeah, we're going to be talking about The Flash. As the time of this release, The Flash has made an underwhelming $140 million uh, worldwide. And um, his Rotten Tomato scores are pretty good. You've got a 66% from the critics and an 84% from the audience. So with this movie, as always, guys, there will be spoilers ahead. So if you guys don't want to hear them, um, go ahead and pause it. Go watch the movie and come on back if you don't care about them. I'm not going to go too much into detail with the plots. I'm just going to pretty much give my opinions of the movie. So I'll try to talk about certain sections without going too much into the plot so that way and I kind of want to try to do that moving forward so that I'm not giving you guys too much of the plot just in case you guys want to listen to it um, as far as listen to it for just a review on whether you should watch it or not I always recommend going to watch movies because they are subjective this is just the way that I feel about this movie if you enjoyed it that's your you know thing if you hated it also that's you you know we're all going to watch movies differently but um, going into this movie, um, and I will, with this review, I did see this movie twice. So I saw this movie um, pretty much, I think it was about two weeks before it came out. And that was supposed to be like the unfinished version of the movie. And then I saw it again the day after the release. So that's why I kind of took a little bit longer on this. I could have dropped it earlier, but I know with some of the viewings that it can be different. Honestly, uh, the viewing that we saw that I saw earlier um, was the same as the movie, except the ending changed, which I'll talk about later, um, which I thought was a cool thing. And it actually showed the post credit scene for this um, part. But um, so with this movie, uh, you know, there was a lot of controversy around this movie, especially with Ezra Miller and what they've been doing um, with all of the but. With that being said, and none of that is condoned, um, so let's just get that out of the way also. But um, with that being said, this movie was already coming into a time with a very weird energy around it because um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of um, DC personnel changed hands, a lot of the Warner Brothers stuff, um, people in power became different. We all know what happened to movies like Batgirl and things like that. So this movie was coming in with a lot of different uh, kind of a different kind of energy and vibe. And, and um, it was one of the movies that didn't end up getting scrapped, um, even though there was a bunch of reshoots that needed to be done, um, things like that. So it was very interesting. Uh, a lot of people who did watch the movie early said that they wanted to try to keep this movie to save it because it was going to be this big movie. They thought it was great. One of the best that they've seen, et cetera, et cetera. I'm here to say, I don't know what they were watching. Um, and I will say this as a pretty big Flash fan. I, I love I love the Flash. I think the Flash DC wise, especially when it comes to rogue galleries, he has the second best only to Batman 
um, where he has some of the best villains and his rogue galleries are is really good. It's not just speedsters and, and stuff like that. So I think he has a really good um, thing, a really good rogues gallery. So, and this movie was going to be based off of probably one of the best DC stories ever told, which is Flashpoint. Um, so what, this is where those expectations into a movie come in and what you're going to expect and what you're going to see. Um, it kind of can get into the way, um, especially like I always say, um, you have to please both of your fan bases when it comes to these comic book movies. It's not whether you find it fair or not. It's the truth because the ones that succeed are the ones that feed both that, um, they feed both. They make this movie for both of the fans uh, both of those, the comic book nerds like myself and the moviegoers, the casual moviegoers. You have to find a perfect balance in that. Um, this movie, I think, especially I don't like like I don't mind when things get adapted um, and source material is not used directly. My biggest thing about this movie was that there is a lot of things um, that cause Marvel or the MCU to have to kind of shy away from stories and not be able to tell them exactly the way that they're being told um, from like which characters were in it. So you don't get to see some of those iconic, you know, comic book moments. We saw it in civil war. We saw it in things like that, even though those were still good movies, in my opinion, um, there's still things that we weren't able to see. That was a, like a direct reference for the comic books, things like that. WB doesn't have that issue. So a lot of the things that don't happen in WB is really just choice made that they didn't put these certain things in there because they have the rights to all their characters. They have the rights to all their characters. They have, um, they can do whatever they want with their characters, all their movies. They don't have to sign any waivers. They don't have to give anyone else any money. They don't have to do any of that stuff in order to get the characters that they want inside of their movies which is why this gets me so upset about this because my biggest issue with the flash movie is that it doesn't have any heart. Um, if you guys know, just before we even throw the comic books into to this and let's just talk about the movie itself, you, they, it doesn't have any heart. I think the, it tries to, to give a heart to this movie and it tries to give you this compassion and this, this care for Barry's character because, you know, they show the whole thing with his father, just like everyone knows. Um, but it doesn't have the same connection now, whether it's because it wasn't enough screen time or whether it was because I just wasn't a fan of the way Ezra Miller was acting as Barry. It doesn't really give me any, like there's no heart in this movie. So it doesn't, I don't, I didn't ever feel emotionally attached. And that's one of the big um, criticisms that DC gets a lot, right? DC in general tends to get the characters I can't relate to because I don't understand how this person is. But with The Flash, he's in a real world situation, which is very believable. And, you know, not saying you can directly um, correlate to what he's going through. But he does have a humanistic element that is not comparative to Superman, right? Where Superman is this alien from outer space. He 
you know, when he comes to earth and is in the sun, he's this strong character that can't be stopped. Um, and his thing is more of a mental, but like physically you cannot understand, you know what I mean? Superman in the same way that I feel like you can understand the flash, even though he's a person with super speed, the, his real world situations are a little bit easier to, um, to be believable than I would say, like for instance, Superman. So with that being said, um, his, that relationship is one of the essences of what Flashpoint is supposed to be, right? Because there's a reason why Barry feels the way that he feels in order to do what he's going to do later on in the movie. Before we get to all of that, of course, we have our scene where um, we have a pr the scene where Barry's pretty much going to where Flash is basically going to save. Um, he's going to the hospital. He's in contact with Bruce. They kind of made it to where Bruce and Barry were really good or good friends or at least acquaintances acquaintances where they um pretty much talk regularly so it's not something that was out of the normal for him to be getting help um even with Alfred showing up again just saying hey Mr. Allen like you know um it's the it's the we called a bunch of people we've ended up on your name and he's basically saying that I'm late and stuff like that and the scene goes baby basically to the hospital where Barry ends up saving a bunch of people uh, a bunch of babies, which that scene, the first time I saw it was just wild to me because, and not for the sense that I wanted it to like where I wanted it to be. It was okay. Like he hasn't eaten. Um, you know what I mean? But also some of the decisions that get made, right? It's just like flash is fast enough to run basically, you know, faster than the speed of light essentially. And he goes to the store, he needs something to eat, and I know they're trying to show off his character by being this person who needs, you know, at asking people for things and stuff like that, but he didn't need that person to make his sandwich for him, right? He could, he's fast enough that he could have ran to any vending machine and still made it back in time to wherever he needed to go to. Same thing with the candy bar when the girl throws the candy bar at him and he's like, are you eating that? He could have just grabbed it. Like, you know what I mean? Things like that. And just been like, hey, thanks. I needed that. Like, you know what I mean? But no, this, for whatever reason, Ezra Miller's interpretation or the it, direction or the way that he's being directed to play the Flash is what I really don't like. I don't like the way that they portray Barry um, in these movies because Barry is a really smart person. And... Um, these movies don't show that they show him being very immature, which is part of his character for sure. But that doesn't change the fact that he's also knows how to do all these things and is a very smart person and can figure all these out. So like for him to just play this role of being dumb or not knowing what he needs to do in order for to make things work, it just seems really weird to me because it's one of the only interpretations that they use the um, Barry Allen in that light. If you're going to go with a younger, more immature character, I think you just go Wally West and then, you know, have him be a younger person and then kind of leave Barry's backstory on the back burner. That way it, you know, you can bring in Barry whenever you wanted to, or you could have had Wally do some sort of a flashpoint and then he finds Barry or something like that. But to give Ezra Miller this character to then play and become this character that doesn't make any sense that just 
is like is not going to rationalize things even though he's you know a pi detective who's trying to figure out you know how to get his his parents you know what happened to his parents and trying to fix all that things going on like you know what i mean i just wasn't a big fan of how they interpret barry in these movies like i just don't think he's this young um young kid and you could have used another character for it now of course it's not to say that they haven't established that um with the character and the way um with the way that he was in the other movies like justice league and stuff like that i just never did like the interpretation even of justice league that was one of my criticisms even for that movie um if you listen to one of our the reviews on that one that i think it, we did do the snyder cut review um it's just i don't like the way they they they've interpreted barry i don't like the way ezra miller plays barry it just it never resonates really well with um with me but um basically he does this whole scene where he saves the children and all that and then he kind of goes back to his normal life um and he speaks to his dad and where i go to this emotion where he basically is like he's lost hope right barry is basically like oh ma tell me about mom and all this stuff and then he decides to you know run out of anger and starts running as fast as he can finds out that he can run back in time right and here's where again the story to me where barry's making this um immature decision even though he clearly knows and should be smart enough to know that these things are going to affect and regardless of what he tries to do so he even has a conversation with bruce wayne where bruce basically tells him hey listen if you even go back in time and you change a blade of glass or something, who knows what you can do to the rest of the world, right? And of course, we're supposed to have this feeling where you sympathize with Barry or you empathize with Barry saying, okay, it makes sense to me why you ran back in time um, because of your parents, you miss your parents, um, you miss your mom, and yes. But the thing is, the problem with it is that they never make us feel that way. I never felt that connection with Barry and his mother, even in the short scene that they tried to give us beforehand on him trying to save. Now, do they do it afterwards? I feel like they do. But the thing is, you still don't feel enough. And they kind of want you to kind of throw it in yourself of like, think of your relationship with your parents and kind of associated with that which you can't do for everyone right and it's not to be critical with the movie or anything like that it's just there are certain things that should i feel like should happen on screen that make you resonate with those characters and i never got that res that resonating um with barry and his mother until the end i will say the end of the movie kind of it really hits home on that part but still it for him to be willing to sacrifice um, basically any kind of future by running back in time, regardless of, of, you know, him being, it makes him feel very selfish. It makes him, um, which he was, but it's not only just about what he, him doing it for himself. It's the, then the way that, um, you know, that he should be, like the, the connection of the characters is not there enough for me to be like, okay, I felt something when he ran back in time. Now, I'll throw in um, a couple of 
things with the comic books and the animated movie, which if you guys haven't watched also, I definitely worth um, checking that out. But um, that connection with the character is there. Like you understand why Barry wanted to go back there. You understand why he wanted to see his mother again. You understand all these things. And I feel like that could have been portrayed on screen really well. And they felt like to me, it was a missed opportunity. Um, But we see that Barry actually comes up with this plan after talking to Iris, basically saying that I'm going to, he comes up with the, if I can try to make this seem like I didn't do anything, then it should all work and everything will be just fine. Which of course, in your conversation earlier, when Bruce said, you never know, even changing a blade of grass might affect the way things happen in the future. You need to like not do this, right? So of course, Barry decides, oh, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do this little thing that of course was what you were warned to not do. He's going to do it anyway, ends up coming back, being able to run back, but getting stopped by a, what seems like a demon flash at the time. Okay. And he basically gets punched out into another um, thing where of course, now that he switched it a little bit, his mom is alive because now the person who kills his mom doesn't make it there because it's for, which is another thing that because I guess the dad wasn't there, it made the dad was home now instead of getting the can of tomatoes, he actually is there and that somehow prevents him from, from not being attacked by whoever attacked him which this movie never clarifies and never tells us who does it. And Barry has no reason. He feels like there's no reason to even try to figure out who did it. He rather change what happened um, in the past, because I feel like he could have without interfering, what he could have easily done was found out who did it. Right. And then from there you could have, you know, convicted the right person but even if you tried to, you could have tried to stop that person without, of course, but wouldn't you want to know even after the fact, like towards the end of the movie, wouldn't you want to know who killed your parent, your mom, right? So I thought that was very interesting that he never had that desire and rather tried to change the the course of history without even trying to find out who did it. So that was, in, that was an interesting choice to me. Um, and yeah, so there was some, like I said, I don't want to get into too many of the the, the scenes of the movie. I'm, I'm just going to get more into my review of it itself, and I want to do that. Um, but basically, there was just, um, I thought, there was a lot of things that I did. Um, there, I wouldn't say there was a lot of things that I liked about this movie. I will say the scenes that I did like about this movie more so had to deal with, um, didn't deal with The Flash which is what I think is a problem. Like I enjoyed obviously Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Um, you know what I mean? Just to show that, Hey, there is a Batman in this universe and it's kind of cool to have a Batman, um, in this universe. But, um, I also did enjoy, um, Kara who, you know, was played. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool, um, the little change on what they did, which is fine. Uh, because I think that fits, uh, even though like within the comics you had where in the, um, 
it was just a skinnier version of Superman because they just never gave him direct sunlight. So he never uh, gained all the muscles that he normally has, things like that. And um, I thought that was a cool uh, switch because it made it, it, you know, instead of um, Kal-El being the one who lands on Earth, Kara lands on Earth in this different universe and that things like that are OK. Right. But um, one scene that I did have a bit major issue with was. Flash um, basically is Barry's talking to himself. He, he basically is the person saying like a very much different Barry, but a very much younger, but it's kind of the same immaturity, just knowing, um, you know, a little bit more that, hey, he's going to become a superhero because now Barry has told him, hey, this is the night you become a superhero. So because of that, he becomes a superhero where he then, you know, he gets struck by lightning. Barry does the whole thing. Uh, Barry one does the whole thing that happens, but they get into an argument and the lightning goes through Barry and then it goes, um, and then it hits the, the other Barry. So the other Barry has powers. The Barry one loses his, his powers, which to me doesn't make any sense also because flash has a healing factor. And if, the first Barry were to lose his powers. Even if we say that it took a little delay for that character to lose their powers, he would still have a hole in his chest that would not have healed properly. And they never mention it again in the movie until he heals himself um, towards the, the middle part where he does the whole Kara and the Batman um, lightning chamber thing, basically. So, for him to not heal himself, but then for Barry to, to basically just heal himself really quickly, like, but you still kind of had the same rules for both characters. To me, that's really weird. Um, even though Barry too kind of picked up on the things earlier, the only reason why he picked up on them earlier is because he had the knowledge of those things. So Barry one didn't have the knowledge of, how to phase and how to do, um, you know, run at the speed of light to be able to go back in time, which is why he never tried to do them in the first place till he did them. Right. So he didn't start phasing until he put together that he, he could phase and Barry too already knew the knowledge of phasing because he, he saw Barry do it. So it wasn't more so of the execution. Um, uh, like it wasn't more so that the timing because his body, even Barry one's body was always capable of doing it. He just didn't have the knowledge of those moves like he did, like Barry two ended up having because he did have the knowledge of those. So he was able to do those at a much faster rate only because he had the knowledge of them. So that's why for me, like he heals really quickly and then Barry, he loses his powers, but at which, you would have to assume and with the way that they did it made it seem like they lost it and gained it at the same time. There's no way that you get struck with lightning. And then let's say, you know, your heart got healed, but your chest, none of that other stuff, you didn't resemble any scars when you went like none of that happened is a bit weird to me is. And, and I think that's, um, that was a, a poor decision on their end. Also, just because I didn't think, adding more Ezra Miller as playing flash was necessity. Like I felt like you could have definitely 
added a villain. It didn't have to be like the way it was in the comics, even though I much would have preferred if it was reverse flash, um, being able to show up and, and do his thing. But, um, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't enjoy him doing, um, all these things twice and just dealing with, with a character who was already immature. And you would think that Barry one would be the one who tries to step up and then be mature, but he is, it's just, he's being mature in a very immature way. Right. So like, and it's just this weird dynamic that's going on in this movie that, um, between the two, like to the berries that I, I just wasn't the biggest fan of. Um, I, like I said, for me, I, I didn't in, I didn't, feel like the action scenes really hit even towards the end there. Um, I did like the Kara fight scene when she had originally gets out, but even the fight between her and Zod wasn't like anything uh, special. I did like, it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, even the, the end flash scene where, you know, they're kind of like working together. I did think the boot to boot was cool. Um, I did enjoy uh, Michael Keaton's fight as Batman. Um, I thought that looked cool to see Batman's different styles because especially being able to see Ben Affleck's Batman style in the beginning and then seeing this Batman style at the in the middle um, was really cool to see like how different they were. Right. And um, to me, it had some some good cap, like good moments. But I think this movie was more so like the good things about this movies were the things that you kind of sprinkle, right? Like the cameo kind of things, like even towards the end when they did the whole, um, Christopher Reeves, uh, face and they showed like some Adam West Batman, like in the a little scroll thing, you get to see Nicholas Cage's, um, Superman, uh, things like that were pretty cool, but like those don't make the movie for me. Like it didn't make me want to rewatch that movie. Like I, I think that there was a lot of cool moments um, with seeing those things. But again, if you're going to have your IP, like use your IP to the fullest, like have more cameos, like you don't need just those or have them actually part of the story and have them affect the characters in the story. Like you didn't necessarily have to get rid of all of them, but of course, because this movie went through so many different turmoils and, and things like that, they never actually settled on a plot that they could keep and then you had the whole thing with Henry Cavill because it's crazy that you own the the rights to that and you you could have just brought in Henry Cavill anyway so that he showed up towards the end or or something like that and apparently that was in the books and it was supposed to happen and then it, it got cut so like this movie felt very disjointed um and it can you can tell that this was a movie that was reshot multiple times um and at least from my standpoint, of course, like I said, people might've enjoyed this movie. I know a lot of people online enjoyed it, um, and thought that it, you know, it was funny and, and all this stuff. But I, to be honest, I didn't enjoy it to that extent. Like I watched it twice. I don't think I would watch it again. Um, and there's no scenes that I would literally turn this on to go back to. And I'm not saying you need to have those scenes in order for me to, to, um, for you to be a good movie. I just think that if I can't, you know, there's no scene that really jumped out of me and in the two times that I watched it. So, um, it's just for me, I feel like there was a lot of things they, they could have done better, um, or things that I would have preferred, not necessarily to say that it was, it could have been better, but I, I think there's things that they missed on this. Um, and I mean, even with all that being said, 
like the numbers are are showing that this is not going to succeed and maybe this is not the route they need to go to. I think a lot of that also falls under the fact that there's no real placement for this movie. They don't know what the continuation is going to be, whether it was going to be with now that James Gunn has taken over and it is, is, it's in those positions. It's going to be a very interesting thing uh, moving forward. Um, so, like I said, I didn't want to give you guys too much of just the plot itself uh, like I normally do. So I, I just wanted to give you more of my thoughts on the movie than anything else. So um, if you guys, like I said, enjoyed it, just uh, let me let me know what you guys thought about the movie and why you guys enjoyed it. And um, I will be talking about some other movies. I'm also going to be dropping the Secret Invasion episode later on um, next week. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm sorry this one came out a little bit later. I was a little bit busy with, um, you know, some things going on, but I will have this one out for you guys so you can enjoy. And then I'll have that Secret Invasion one out for you guys soon. All right. So until next time, Fire Team out. <laughs>